Hello and welcome to episode three, season two of the Decided Team Advantage slash Academically Ineligible. So are we this week we're gonna be talking about um, the ACC. Are we true sophomores or, or redshirt freshmen? I would if on, honestly if I we could we have two redshirt years, we probably should have done that, but here we are. But, but, but we definitely didn't like leak early in Spain though, right? No. 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 Which Not one of us time. took a gray shirt? I think that uh, Mike took a gray shirt because he's a resident Bama fan. <laughs> blue, blue shirt. Mike's on to color. A blue shirt. Yeah. Mike's one season. That's the new Mike's thing. one more season from getting kicked off the team and replaced by a better version. Yep. I'm like I'm like <laughs> of Mike. I'm one and a half seasons away from being like an analyst. You got a medical hardship coming. Yeah, I was gonna say we were already talking to him about finding some something wrong with him so we can give him a, a medical hardship. <laughs> My knees are bad. You're shot. <laughs> too many, too many blows to the head. Um, Tinnitus. So uh, let's just jump into it before we get into the preview. We don't, um, we don't uh, have a lot of news content this week. But, but we what do we do have a, is uh, good. Is it though? What we do have is really good. It's, eh. it's a continuation. Well, it's a good continuation. It, it's additional information that fleshes out why. <laughs> fleshes out why Hugh Freeze was fired from Ole Miss. And um, I have a link in the outline. You cannot see the outline, so that <laughs> won't do you much good. But we could There's information possibly out there. post Trust this. I might be able to post it in the, um, the, like, the comments, notes. like the notes Show for the notes. episode. Yeah, I, I don't know if that'll work, but I'll try to do whoever that. Whoever types that stuff. So anyway, whoever types that, uh, that would be me. So the quote here says, Ole Miss Athletic Director Ross Bjork said in response to questions from the journal about Freeze's travel that the university's investigation uncovered, quote, calls of a similar nature, unquote, over the course of several years, often matching up with travel logs showing the coach's use of the school plane. <laughs> I keep going. So the school said it examined his travel logs from peak recruiting times, often November, December, January, when Freeze would travel out of state using the school plane and other public resources. Um, yeah, let's just do one more. When we say pattern, we are describing other phone numbers that when you Google them, pull up similar type website services, wh- however you would describe them, Bjork said, we took action swiftly. So, I, so basically, every time he would go out of town using the school plane, he would get himself a little R&R on the side when he was done with the day. How dumb is, is Hugh Freeze? Like, dude, you make millions of dollars a year. A burner phone costs like nothing. Like, freaking Michael Jordan had a phone in every NBA city with a different phone number so he could just hook up with infinite girls. Like, yeah. Hugh Freeze, Did he really? Yeah. That was always the thing that Michael Jordan had a phone, like, literally for every NBA city that he would use to call the girls from that city. Where did you hear about this? I don't remember ever hearing about this. It's a thing. I've never heard it's on the internet. Okay. okay, well, if you found it on the internet, oh, okay, it has to be well, true. Is this like the your notes from the uh, from spring or from fall practice saying you have a good O line this year? Is, this, is it similar uh, places? It's the same source. <laughs> what did if Michael Jordan could do this? What what did Will Chamberlain use? Well, they didn't have cell he phones didn't have back to use then. A phone. Carrier pigeon. <laughs> well, I think the girls just flocked to Will Chamberlain because he was the best basketball player in a yeah. sea of bad basketball. He didn't need to do anything. He just then. needed to be himself. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I, yeah, I'm, I was thinking, okay, so you get Hugh Freeze doing this on recruiting trips. And right. Admittedly, he had good recruiting classes. Yes. So these re- trips, he had to be doing some work. So are we, are they still implying this is for himself, or, or is there still a chance that he also was, like, setting some stuff up for recruiters? Are we, as a we rec- recruiting incentive? A Louisville type situation? Yeah. Or uh, a Either way, he's I dumb as shit he, for using the school phone. Yeah. Well, I mean, and if it's on a recruiting trip, it is technically uh, recruiting funds, I would yeah. assume. It's like the whole thing. It's like, yeah, that plane cost, which is somewhere, I saw it, it broke out to like every plane flight out there was like one or two grand an hour of flight time. So Yeah, there like, turns out private jets are pretty expensive. Yeah, Who knew? So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, these schools are paying like five, six thousand dollars a pop for for Hugh for Hugh Freeze's pops. Speaking, I mean, of there which, aren't any places the morning, in in, in uh, Oxford. 
in Oxford that that you know has yeah, sure these there's, services. I'm sure there's some, some places, just not as likely things. <laughs> okay. Maybe he's smart uh, enough not to do it in his own town. Is, he, is he smart I don't enough? Think so. I think we. I don't know. Uh, he, uh, no, he I don't think so. Tampa, that he is not. He did do some of this in Tampa, man. That's not fancy at all. Well, I just want to remind everyone that on the morning of one of his calls to an escort service, he tweeted a quote: "Look back, look not back on yesterday. So full of failure and regret, look ahead and seek God's way. All sin confessed, you must forget." Well, it, and then later maybe he on just night, assumed he, he confessed up with and it. he was fine. He's good. He, he confessed on the like, car ride over or afterward. I did that. I'm good. <laughs> sure did. Sure did. Okay, so that's the uh, the latest development with uh, with Hugh Freeze. So let's go ahead Wait, I think, and get hold into on. it. I, we got a couple more things I guess we can talk about real quick while we're in news. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. John Franklin III has left Auburn and is joining Johnny Freshwater. What says? This is now his fourth school in four years. Oh, it, He's just trying to find there? a place where he can fit in. He yes. Officially, okay, he officially yeah, has joined the Florida Atlantic Owls. He's taking his talents to South wherever that is. is it? I was going to say South Beach, but that's not Miami, is it? That's Florida something Atlanta. else. South Beach is Miami. Yeah, well, I'm saying that FAU isn't. I have no idea where FAU isn't. It's not Orlando. That's Central Florida. Right? I mean, uh, Florida Atlantic is in what if Boca, it's Tampa? Boca Raton. Boca Raton. Oh, well, that's that's Miami. Yeah, that's pretty much it. North Miami? Uh, yeah, I think like geographically, it doesn't really matter, I don't think. It is yeah, far north say, Miami. Isn't, it's, isn't it's, Boca far, Raton... it's like farther north than Fort Lauderdale. That's where all the snowbirds live, right? Like all the old people yeah. that retire down there? Uh, Boca Raton is between Fort Lauderdale and West Palm Beach, which is on the eastern part of the state. Mm. So go fuck yourself. Apparently, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe there's an East Palm Beach, which is even further east. <laughs> it's on the coast. <laughs> so I don't know. We're building islands. <laughs> uh, so there's that news. I don't know. Is anyone have comments on that, I guess? Uh, well, let's, let's give he, a uh, quick rundown. I mean, he couldn't get so this is money. the fourth school, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Florida, FSU. Florida State, uh, EM, yes. East Mississippi, Juco, Auburn, FAU. So now Lane Kiffin has uh, three people or players who have been on Last Chance U. So I'm pretty sure he's just using it as a recruiting tool at home. He's probably just like, oh yeah, let's watch fucking Last Chance U. And then uh, that'll be our player next year. So uh, whoever that running back I is. I mean, for... unless he got like... <laughs> An early season behind. Advanced, well, yeah, unless he got an advanced screening, he got those. He, recru- he pulled those guys before the show came yeah. out. I think, yeah, I think, uh, what's his name? DeAndre. Uh, Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. Johnson. Um, is it Johnson? Yeah, I think. Okay. Yeah. I, think, I think he was, like, signed on, actually, or is, like, basically on the way to FAU before Lane got there, right? They got a uh, another guy transferred. Uh, somehow Lane Kiffin's like stockpiling quarterbacks. Uh, Chris Robison from Oklahoma. Don't know who former that is. four-star recruit. That sounds I don't like know. a guy from the Some... Black Rose, which is not a football. <laughs> so he transferred. Nineties band. I mean, who's telling you that? Did anyone think that was a football team? <laughs> huh? What? What? <laughs> who? <laughs> that was for your benefit, Andrew. I missed it. Oh. Uh, what other news do we have? Oh, wake up. Uh, wake up. Did we talk about the Baylor stuff last week? What Baylor stuff? The, 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 uh, well, there was more. The, oops, we didn't do that one thing everyone else does thing. Yeah, the lack of drug testing at Baylor. <laughs> Baylor. Yeah, not, not important at all. I don't have the story pulled up, but yeah. that's popped in my head that Baylor basically wasn't uh, drug testing anyone on the football team while Art Browse was there. So... I think that the thinking is that be, according to their student handbook, if basically because it's a what, Southern Baptist college or something like that, if they were basically caught drinking, then they um, would be suspended from all classes for, for a semester for the first offense. So the thinking was that they just wouldn't test anybody because it wouldn't be fair. I mean, I, I don't know what we can we can be outraged about this, but yeah. this is like this is a school that covered up rapes. And we're gonna be we're gonna care about drug testing. I mean, this is small potatoes compared to the yeah, other stuff they did. I, it's, it's just an, I uh, found it hard to get outraged. Additional news 
honestly. Like, bash him over the head with. Yeah, it's, not like out, it's like outrage. Just like, uh, there's probably more going on there than just these few things that we found. Well, I mean, I think we uncovered yeah, the worst fair, thing, so um, that's fine. Uh, I heard apparently the, I, it came out in the um, investigations, in the Title IX investigations, that Pepper Hamilton firm, whatever, who was doing all their that audit, discovered this, and of course they've since are are testing the athletes. But yeah, back then they were not. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Hmm. All right. All right. Last last thing I just I just saw is that uh, Bill Hancock said the uh, college football playoff is going to appoint two people per conference to watch that conference all year, and they released those names and who they will be. Oh boy! Why are we so, doing this? Uh, and who? Oh, are they like on top of the actual committee? No, this is members of the committee, which makes no sense to me. That so they assign two members of the committee to watch that whole conference all year, and I guess they are the subject matter expert of those conferences. Which it seems like a very uh, uh, are they? Wait, quick question: Are they allowed? Is it like you can only watch this conference, focus on this conference, or are they still supposed to watch everything else? I mean, these people are supposed to look at every right team in the country and make about. a decision. Yeah, uh, I don't know which is worse if it's like people with watching their own conference or someone else's conference. The official blurb says, members of the College Football Playoff Selection Committee each have been assigned two FBS conferences to monitor throughout the season, as they, I guess they've done this in the past, and two committee members will again be assigned to the independents, <laughs> you know, Notre Dame. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm watching, oh, they're they're gonna, again. They can watch Navy and whatever. They probably although, have give a chance to make it the playoffs with Notre Dame. Although it's yeah. funny because, so yeah. the first uh, assignment for the American, we won't go through all these, but the American is Chris Howard and Tyrone Willingham, who is also, Willingham is also monitoring the ACC with Steve Weiberg, hmm. whoever that is. Uh, Big Ten is Rob Mullins and Tom Jernstedt. Big 12. Most, most of these names I'm not going to know. Because I feel bad for the, for the two people who have to watch Big Ten all year. So the Big 12 is Dan Radakovich and Frank Beamer, who I'm not sure is going to respond Dan, to offense of any sort. Dan Radakovich is, uh, zero, zero. The, is the AD at Clemson. Uh, okay. Jeff, Jeff Bauer and Frank so what Beamer are going to do that, the Mac. Jeff Bauer, he was Southern Miss guy a while back, right? Jeff Blauser? Bauer. Bauer. Oh, I don't know what okay. he's doing now. Uh, Jeff Long and Jeff Bauer do the Pac-12. Which seems why would it wasn't Jeff Long up involved in the Pac-12? He, He's an Arkansas. Arkansas. AD, oh, okay, that's he? right. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was down. I don't know how I know that. Uh, I don't know how Gene, you know that either. Gene Smith gets to do the Sun Belt and the Independence. That's, oh, that's, that's a State guy. Yeah, he's a athletic director. So there's your highlights of who's doing what. Very interesting stuff. So riveting, riveting, riveting I might say. But by so these names, that by is these names, excellent content. I know uh, the Manning guy has been long gone. Someone else left. Oh, here's a here's a blurb directly from Hancock about the role. Uh, as during the first three years, the point person's role is to ensure that the committee has comprehensive information about each team. They aren't advocates for any team or conference. They are objective <laughs> through fact finders and nothing more. They make certain <laughs> that no detail escapes the committee's attention. So. Man, when when someone says, so "Oh, they lost the Navy," and then Gene Smith would be like, "Oh, Navy's not actually that bad. I watched them. I watched the Independence," and then they would talk about it. Hmm. So there you go. Yeah. Should we talk about our next uh, news item that kind of popped up? Sure. While we were on here, which involves the seven players on the Florida Gators. Yes. Uh, getting. I think arrested. I know mm. that they're suspended for at least one game because they. I think it was involved in like. Anybody remember exactly what happened? I will card. tell you what happened. They used their credit cards to buy stuff. They then sold the stuff, and then reported it stolen. Yeah. And the credit cards are for like buying school supplies. Yeah. Stuff. So like at first I was like, oh, because I didn't know the whole story. I was like, oh, well, they use their academic credit cards to buy stuff and sell it because I get it because they can't work. They don't get paid enough by the schools for their stipends. That's fine. And then I heard that then they reported the stuff stolen. I was like, all right, I'm out. I'm not, I'm yeah, not on board with this anymore. Well, yeah. <laughs> Credit card uh, Let's talk about their, um, let's talk about their uh, top player, Anthony Callaway being one of these guys. Yeah. And let's just refresh everyone's memory. Actually, let's lead with this and say Jim McElwain said that he, his patience is running out. 
for Antonio Callaway. I'm sure that's terrifying for him. Mm -hmm. This is the same guy that was accused of rape by a student um, at Florida, and there was a Title IX investigation, and his defense was that he was too high to have sex with anybody. Um, So nothing happened with that. I don't know if it was because of his defense or just because nothing ever happens to players at Florida for anything, it seems like. Um, and then he was in this last off season, he, um, had a marijuana arrest that was being handled internally. Of course, there wasn't any suspension for that. And then now there was this, um, thing with the, uh, double cashing of the money. And apparently this is enough to get a, a one game suspension from McElwain and he's on a short leash, but I mean, come on. I was, I was going to ask how many years has Kelly been on? It seems it like a like, lot. It's fit. It's like three. I was going to say, is he on all three years being suspended the first game of every year? It always seems like there's something. I think this is actually. Is this his? Has he actually been suspended before this, or was he? Has he just been getting in trouble and nothing's been happening? It's a good thing they're always cupcakes. Yeah. Yeah. Except this year. Except for this year. No, no. I stand by my statement. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Agreed. All right. I agree. I agree with myself on the cupcake Fair. statement on Michigan. <laughs> yeah. I agree with you, Tom, and that other echo that's going on right now. <laughs> All right. So let's move on. Uh, Tom, why don't you fill us in on who is in the ACC? Well, the Atlantic Coast Conference is divided into two, two divisions, the Atlantic Division and the Coastal Division. Uh, in the Atlantic Division, there is Clemson, Louisville, Florida State, Wake Forest, NC State, Boston College, and Syracuse. The Coastal, there is Virginia Tech, Pittsburgh, UNC, Miami, Georgia Tech, Duke, and Virginia. I feel like before the podcast, we should have all had to like write down our answers and then mark how many we got right of who went where, <laughs> and then that would have been a fun game to play. I, would, I was just thinking. I, I feel like I could have won. I hope I could have won. <laughs> I feel like I could have come fairly close in the Atlantic. I was. I'd be pushing like a like a D. I don't know. Do D's still exist in schools today? That's what I. Would Wait, you're pushing the D? <laughs> so as we can see, one division is pretty loaded and the other one is pretty mediocre. Now, it's not SEC East bad, but it's pretty mediocre. Silence. Okay. Uh, All right. I don't I don't know about that statement, but continue. Well, I mean, I don't well, I don't know about this year. Obviously, this year has not happened, happened yet, but last year definitely. Fair, yeah. Um, um, so do you want to start running through the teams here? Um, preview, or do sure. you want to keep on do talking about who's in the division? The not great division or the other one? Let's get through the not great divisions so we can have more time for the one that people care about. Actually, no one probably cares about either division, but we'll pretend for the sake of the podcast. Indeed. <laughs> Uh, okay. So the Coastal Division, uh, we can, I guess I'll start just how they're listed. Virginia Tech is first. Um, they will have a good defense because uh, their defensive coordinator is great. Um, yeah, indeed. Bud but Foster. Yeah, Bud Foster. But they lose a decent amount of offense. For whatever reason, their quarterback, who clearly was not ready for the NFL, decided to leave early last year. Um, and I don't even know if he was drafted. Undrafted, I believe. Who? Yeah. Undrafted. Yep, undrafted. So he's gone, and I think they may have just uh, named their starting quarterback, maybe? Yeah, it's this uh, Josh Jackson kid, redshirt freshman. Um, they also lost their wide receiver who was like six foot seven, and sometimes was a tight end and sometimes wasn't. It was um, He went to the NFL. Uh, I think I remember that guy. I can't remember his name. He was good. He was legit. Yeah, We're, we really did our homework here. So, um, yeah, so that's Virginia yeah. Tech. I, they'll probably finish 8-4 and four I, or something. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I still think they have a pretty good head coach. He's a young guy, Fuentes. Yeah. Fuente? Justin Fuente. Fuente. Yeah. Yeah, so, he's really let's good. Let's talk about how they, um, how they have to play most of the tough games at home, which is probably favorable uh, yep. by conventional wisdom anyway. They have Clemson, North Carolina, and Pitt at home. They do have to play at Miami, who most people are thinking – is probably the team to beat in the Coastal, but I guess we'll get there. Yeah, I also don't know if North Carolina Pitt are going to actually be any good this year. Same. Which brings us to our next team, Pitt. Um, 
I know absolutely it, nothing about them. Pit in. I know absolutely it, nothing about them. I know it, that they're it, um <laughs> they're really good offensive coordinator. Canada left to go to LSU. And so I have no idea who their new offensive coordinator is. I'm going to assume he's not as good as Canada was. Um and their quarterback left and their running back left. So they will probably be mediocre. Uh, I was gonna say In fairness to them, Canada's state. basically Oh, they can. I mean, because even if you're mediocre, you're still better than almost everyone in the Big Ten. Moving on. Uh, next, we have UNC. Uh, they are currently, um, I believe, hearings for their investigation started today. Mitchell so, Trubisky. We'll see. They might be on probation this time This time next week. I don't know. They lost Mitchell hmm. Trubisky, also known as Mitch Trubisky. And who else they lost? That white wide receiver. Switzer. Mitchell Trubisky. They still have, um, no. they still have Elijah. What's Elijah his name? Left. Hood? Uh, I wanted to say Wood. Was it Hansborough? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ryan. Ryan Switzer. Hmm. That was a wide receiver. The left. Uh, I do yeah. see a potential quarterback that they do have. It's a familiar name somewhere. LSU quarterback Brandon Harris is somehow transferred wow. there for whatever reason. He might be a starter. Who knows? He didn't look good last time I saw him, but whatever. He did Mitchell Trubisky, and he went number two overall. So who knows? <laughs> he looked okay for the Bears last week. Yeah, surprisingly, he did. I mean, I mean, I don't think they gave him like preseason game though. Big, so you know, throws attempted. He hit when no. he was he looked there. He looked efficient at yeah. what was uh, being thrown his way. Yep. Anyway, he looked all right. All right, moving on. Miami. Um, Their coach likes the, to do yeah, they, board stuff. They have, a, they have a coach. He's um, mm-hmm. he's one that uh, Andy holds close to his heart. Um, Has uh, 10 bike sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Yes, there is a 10 bite sandwich theory. And he is the, the guy that came up. Wait, Wait, what's what, this, what's this theory? Yeah, let's go through this. Hold on, we can't just leave that. Oh, he's got well, he, after a press conference, yeah, he, he drew out on a piece of paper the proper way to eat a sandwich, the 10-bite sandwich. Does he go all the way around? Look it up. Yeah, I don't understand. Oh, there's the a middle? specific order you got to do it in. Right, I'm asking you what it is. Yes. Can we, I can can't we... remember how... So, okay. I mean, you're obviously yeah. strong with the square like, loaf of bread. You're doing the triangle. Okay. With, and that's your two main pieces, and so it's like five on each. And, uh, Wait, we're cutting the sandwich? Yeah, you the, gotta the, cut the it. The triangle. Cut, you know, to make the triangles, the two triangles. That's all the right. Cut. But that okay. doesn't count as a bite. Well, you're not no, biting. I don't know why it would cut. count. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, so it's like what, he's biting uh, the sharper corners on on each sandwich, right? Okay, so I agree. One. You would you would bite the corner first. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember. He uh, did he bite like on the outside first before biting the. He called it like the meat of the sandwich, where it's like no crust and it's just all the middle. Who's this again? This is uh, Rick. Mark Rick. Uh, he's a monster. Anyway, he is a monster. this is enough about that. That's that was yeah. terrible. Anyway, Miami. Here's a video of it. Look at yeah. Miami is probably going to be. I'm they assuming in the next few years, Miami's going to be just like what Georgia was, where they beat the teams they're supposed to, lose the teams they're supposed to, uh, except they're going to have uh, mm-hmm. less fan support and uh, less resources. They, they probably won't have a... a it's going to be poor man's like Georgia. Duke. It's going to be poor man's Georgia over there. What's that, like uh, losing to... Uh, they're going to finish like... They're like gonna, losing to they're, Wake yeah, Forest, they're going to win like Duke. nine, ten games every year. Probably go to the championship yep. game, lose that game, and then... Go to some bowl and probably lose that. Yeah, they're gonna get beat down by FSU in the in the conference championship game. Yeah, seems about right. Okay. But hey, everybody thinks that we should have kept Mark Rick now at Georgia. So anyway, go ahead, Miami. Is that all we want to say? Yeah, I don't have anything else to say about them. Do you have anything else I have to say? Uh, only that they lost Brad Kaya. Um, I mean, he didn't seem that great. They seem to like him a lot. Is Jacoby Harris still there? No. I have no clue. Okay, great. Okay. They were penalized a lot last year, and they were in two games that they lost to 
a very bad Notre Dame team mm-hmm. and to FSU. Uh, a top five at one time Notre Dame team, I'll have you know. <laughs> they, both of those games that they lost, uh, close games too, they, their penalties were in the double digits. I just want to state, um, I, I'm pretty sure I'm remembering this correctly, but their FSU game, they tied the game with like a minute left. Well, didn't had the tying touchdown and then missed the extra point to tie the game. Or it was, was blocked or something. Man. It was pretty funny. Was last year kicks are going to come up here pretty soon again? Was last year the uh, the year that Miami needed the miracle against Duke to beat them on the kickoff return, or was that two no? Years ago? That was two years ago. That's two years ago. Okay, no, that was that was last year. No, it was 2000, 2015. Oh, that sure happened. Tw- I'm pretty sure it was in twenty fifteen. Okay, moving on. Georgia Tech. Uh, they're going to be a nightmare for almost every off- offense or every defense except for Clemson, which will hold them for like 50 yards total offense, and then their defense is probably going to be mediocre. Uh, I have nothing else to say about them. Anyone else? Me either. Okay. Duke, uh, they have Cutcliffe, so they'll probably just be seven and five. I don't, I don't know any person on that team. And Virginia is going to be terrible. They saw that same quarterback. Who? Probably because Duke had a pretty good quarterback, a really good freshman quarterback. So. Yeah, it hasn't been that long ago. I'm sorry. I don't. Remember. All right. I, well, they might have a good quarterback. TBD. They will finish seven and five. That's my guess. Okay. That's a pretty high. That's a pretty high right? standard. Yep. Yeah, I think they're happy there with seven and five. Probably. It's like Northwestern. Yeah. I was gonna say it's Northwestern. They're okay with that. All right, let's go to the Atlantic. Uh, conference front runner is Florida State. They're going to have a defense loaded with five stars, but they gave up a lot of points to a lot of teams last year, so I don't know how good it's actually going to be. They do get, uh, what's his name, uh, Derwin James back. Um, he was out for most of the season last year. He's a cornerback, right? He's a safety. Safety. Safety, yeah. 6'2 uh, or 6'3 safety. He's pretty, yeah, he's pretty ridiculous. Day. Um, yep. so we'll see. Um, they're supposed to their offense is supposed to be better, but um, I've seen their offensive line in multiple games last year, and it is it was dreadful. I don't know if just this off season is going to make those guys any good. That was what I've been like led to believe or understand was it's like a five star team with like a broken wheel in the at the offensive line. Well, yeah, but I mean, well, and then even on, on top of that, yes. their wide receivers are like are not amazing. Even though they were all five-star recruits, I don't, maybe it's just not good just, development over there. I don't, just, I don't know. Is it, is it because they're just young and, and now it's the playtime, or, or have they just not produced? I can't. I don't want to. I don't want this to sound like I'm bragging, but Clemson has had a lot of freshman wide receivers that come in and can play. I feel like that's one of the positions that if you're good. It, it doesn't matter it's if you're obvious. a freshman. It it's doesn't obvious, matter if you're yeah. a freshman. A freshman wide receiver, I mean, they won't have all the weight on them, but especially like in, in the slot or somewhere else, you can, if they're good, you can, you know, yeah. they can produce. And we, Florida State, this doesn't, it doesn't seem to be happening there. I can't talk about my team, but we've got the same thing. You know, with that guy, freshman, he has it, he has it. Yeah. It doesn't matter if he's like gone through a weight program. Right. I think it's the same with running backs, although running backs, um, yeah. Need to learn how to pass block too, so they I can understand why they won't see the field as much. But um, I, I I can't understand how if you're a, a good wide receiver, like a dominant five star wide receiver, how you can't see the field and be productive your freshman year. Depending on your offensive scheme, your wide receivers have to learn how to run block too, which most of them don't want to do as freshmen. I guess they never but had to do it before. It still seems like none of Florida State's receivers really get much separation. To I don't know. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. But they um, did. We mention how they lost three starting offensive line on a really bad offensive line. I anyway. don't know. They lost people. That's even more hilarious. I, I, I do remember hearing. They also, yeah. They no. also lost Dalvin what? Cook, uh, which is was probably the best uh, running back in the conference. Um, but like, yeah. he, they might have yeah. a, uh, one of those freshman uh, running backs. James Conner might might have had an argument. I'm not sure. Yeah, they both. He was definitely yeah. up there. Yeah. Um, yeah, they get Cam Akers, amazing. But again, like I said, I think um, you don't running backs, yet, especially. But... Well, I think running backs, especially, need to learn how to pick up blitzes and stuff like that. They, if yeah. you put a freshman running back in there, they could get the quarterback killed. Especially it's a team like Florida State. Well, it's especially a team like Florida State, which does not have great 
offensive line play to begin with, you know, you might be asking your running back to to sit Just in and pass block. Yeah. So, um, is it, I mean, we'll see in week one, right? They, yeah. you know, the, their it's offensive test. line, yeah, their offensive line is going to get tested this year. They have to play probably three of the top five best off or defensive yeah. lines in the, in the country. You know, they play Alabama's uh, Clemson's and, and NC state's. So um, they're going to be tested. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, okay. This might be a good transition. Uh, it, from, from my perspective, from someone who doesn't know who lost what, it still seems like Louisville is the team to beat to me. I know they trailed off at the end last year, but man, like <sighs> Lamar Jackson was like unreal last season. He was, but I feel like, in the beginning of the season, he was way more unreal. Like it seemed like teams, once they got more and more film on him, were able to contain him better. Like, he, you know, he, I know yeah, he played some the year before, but last year was really his first real year. And I think, I mean, I don't think Florida State's is as bad as they got beat by Louisville. Yeah, um, like anytime I think of last season and like Louisville and Florida State, I just think of like every time you turn around, it's like, oh, no Louisville touchdown, no Louisville touchdown. It was yeah. like unbelievable how out of like out of hand that game got. But that was like that game. That game was like week two or three. I mean, yeah. how much tape did Florida State have on Louisville? Like almost none, or on Lamar Jackson, almost none. And so that defense yeah. went in there completely blind, and it was. I mean, he he. If you have yeah. no tape on him, that's what he's going to look make you look like. Um, but. As the season went on, their offensive line had a similar problem as Florida State. It right. was like it was found out. Yeah. Was it was it Houston? Uh, was Max? It, it was that guy's name? Ed Oliver. Ed, Ed Oliver. Oliver. He's a defensive tackle, he, but yes. Yeah, he destroyed him. Right. Yeah. He had a couple yeah. of sacks. Right. And he, that, he was the only guy. They ended the season kind of poorly. Yeah, so, LSU. Uh, LSU completely shut them down, and LSU was not a good team. So. No. Um. I, I just I think there's enough tape on Lamar Jackson now that it's gonna be tough for them. I don't think the OL is gonna the offensive line is gonna get better, and I think their defense is gonna get worse. And not like their defense was that great anyway. Well, so, looking, it looks like Louisville lost their top two wide receivers from last season too, who had oh over fifty percent of all their stuff. It looks like more or less. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. Oh wait, top, top three. I'm up to top three now. Yeah. So the thing that's popping in my mind from all of this is is Lamar Jackson gonna like you know is he gonna like play back not to the best of his ability to keep from getting hurt? I don't. I think he's he's gonna try to win games by himself, which I think is gonna lead to mistakes. But I don't oh. think he's gonna. He's. I mean, he's an electric player, but I'm assuming he wants to go to the NFL after this year, and it's not like he has a a lot of great tape as a quarterback. So unless he's cool with switching positions. He's going to have to give people more film. Uh, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to have to pass more. Yeah. To show them that. I mean, he his running is crazy, but he's not going to be able to do that in the pros. They they can game plan him. A, Plus, they can he's game so plan around thin. Him. He'll get broken before even his first time yeah. is over. Yeah. So. I mean, if, if college defenses can game plan around him when they have 20 hours a week to work with, uh, with their teams, then NFL teams with no restrictions – they can definitely game plan for for a running quarterback that doesn't really throw all that much. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so. Um. So I guess we just went over Louisville Cover. too. Yeah. Florida State <laughs> Flor- and Louisville. Kind of. Florida State and Louisville. Um. I guess we can move to Clemson next. Uh, we can do Clemson last. It'll give you the the most amount of time. Oh, make me do the Clemson corner. Okay. So we'll do NC State next. Then. Um. NC State is. NC State. They're going to have one of the best defensive lines in the country. Uh, I heard it was good. Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna. Their quarterback is okay, I guess. Did they, did they, did they find the <laughs> find the kicker yet? No, I don't think so. Nope. Oh damn it. Um, they still the same, same guy. kicker. They're they hoping still he gets do better, NC State shit and lose games they shouldn't, and you know whatever or blow games. Um, yeah. So I don't know. They'll probably finish seven five eight and four. Um, they'll be they'll be all right. They'll probably have some exciting games where. You know, they do something ridiculous and lose the game doing something stupid, and we I all get to laugh at them. And then, you know, keep an keep an eye out on the uh, shirtless shirtless big man. Yeah, I don't think he's still in school. Oh yeah, wasn't he? He might come back. Yeah, that's true. Um, come back as an alum. <laughs> there's always a fat guy in the crew. So. Yeah. 
Um, have to be the same. Next, we can do Boston College. Um, I have no idea who's on their team. I think they have a, a defensive end or an outside linebacker who's really, really, really good. I can't remember his name. Um, their defense will be amazing as usual. Their offense will be dreadful as usual. So, thinking of Bill Connolly's uh, little RPI graphs. Yeah, offensive so the offensive like, one was the worst thing it's ever. Like it's like it's negative. <laughs> it's like the lines are actually crossing back over each other. It was so it's bad. An inverse pie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's basically like what Texas Tech looks like on defense yeah, is much, theirs yeah. on offense. But they do have like a top five, top ten defense. Yeah, it's just... their defense was like a circle. Yeah. <laughs> a maxed yeah, out. It was great. Um, what else? Syracuse. It's, they're fun to watch because all they do is cool, um, all they do is throw the ball around and and do hurry up. So it's you know basically air raid. It's like te- watching Texas Tech. So yeah, I was. Wonder mm-hmm. if it's like you know watching people play you know NCAA football. I, I feel like, it well, exists. it's 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 like an air raid. Although I don't watch a lot of Big Twelve, so I'm not sure how they do this. But he, Dino Baber is really really big on like um, uh, hurry up hurry up offense. Where like I mean yeah. I I they're one of the fastest teams I've I've seen um, move after a play is over. Like there's only like five or six seconds off the clock before they start their next play. Um, so it's it's pretty so fast and furious. It's beyond what like Chip Kelly and yeah Malzahn wanted to do. Well, those they do they do more of a smash mouth type hurry up, which I don't think I've ever seen Dino Baber's team run a football. So, um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's it's pretty pretty fun to watch. Um, but they give up a lot of points. Probably. Oh yeah, and then also if you stop their offense, like it's so like we Clemson beat them fifty eight to zero last year because. Their offense couldn't get anything going, and their defense was just awful. And we're on the field the whole game because the offense would go three and out in about forty-five seconds. So what you're saying is he's experimenting with Big Twelve football <laughs> up in northern or in upstate New York. Yes, correct. <laughs> nice. Uh, yes. Um, Wake Forest, I know absolutely nothing about. Absolutely nothing. The Demon Deacons. I don't even think we have a blurb. As far for them, as we, we know, they still play I don't even football. see a blurb on here from you. Um, Wake Forest. I said we'll that have they have a team. team. <laughs> Question mark. Yeah, that's Question it. mark. <laughs> oh, there <laughs> it is. The it's a bold. I I did. Is Wake Forest in a forest? I've never been there. Probably not. Who can say? You know what? Wake Forest is the Purdue of this conference. Because where is Wake Forest? Or is in... Wake Forest the name of the city? Yeah. It's in North Carolina. It's in the Triangle area of North Carolina. Triangle, you're talking about like, uh, Winston, Winston the Salem. Road stuff. Bermuda. Yeah, it's like, no. <laughs> it's where uh, UNC, NC State, Duke, and obviously Wake yeah. Forest. They're all in that like one little area. Hmm. Wake Forest. Wake Forest. Hmm. Wake Forest. All right. Forest. All right. I'm looking at a Google all? map of Wake Forest. There's, I can confirm there's trees. Perfect. There are trees. Okay. I'm glad we had it. Confirmed. I'm glad we confirmed that. So trees confirmed. Um. Last. Hopefully not least. Uh, Clemson. Um, Clemson loses pretty much everything on but offense. Ex- let's let's get a timer on this. Uh, okay. What's the, what's the start point? You know, it's interesting. I might actually this. I might actually talk less about Clemson than I did about Florida State. I spent a lot of time on Florida State. Um. <laughs> So Clemson loses basically its whole offense except for four of its five offensive linemen. Um, Even the white guy at receiver. Oh, sorry. And the white guy at receiver. He is still there to haunt your dreams. I would. I would. I would never remember his name. <laughs> Hunter. Renfro. You won't know which one it is. There's two of them. Hunter Renfro. There are two of them. Well, no, there's, there's, actually, only it, no, it there's only one. No, there's only one. There's only one. They're multiplied. Like when they there's. I'm sure we have if, another one. If they go pro, you know I, think how, the, I think the Patriots pick them up. Yeah. You know how Alabama has that machine underneath their stadium yes, building right. players? Yeah. Builds, Clemson has a white stadiums. guy wide receiver. You know what happens? One. And I think this is what is is that Dabo was a uh, walk-on wide receiver at yeah. at Bama. So he he has a like soft spot in his heart for like under-athletic white walk-on wide receivers. Mm-hmm. But then they somehow <laughs> keep producing. So what are you going to do? <laughs> Because <laughs> um, the one before Renfro, uh, Adam Humphreys, he's he's a starter on the Bucks now. So who knew? 
Anyway, mm. uh, yeah, so they lose their whole offense, except for four offensive linemen and Hunter Renfro. Defense returns seven, six or seven. Um, Which is a good, the whole, good the return. De- the whole defensive line returns, and the whole defensive line was super disruptive last year. Um, so they're just going to be better. Um, probably be, arguably, and, the best defensive line in the country. Um, and having that will, uh, you know, it doesn't matter if you might have some new guys in the back end. It helps. Yes. Also, uh, Andy put this in the blur, but it isn't correct. We, Clemson did not lose Deion Kane. Deion Kane is back. But he wasn't a starter. Okay. Um so, Deion, although Deion Kane was a former five-star receiver or recruit, and he did perform very well last year, so um, I think the biggest question marks for Clemson will be running back, obviously quarterback and tight end, because there was really no one behind Jordan Leggett last year. Um, defense, I think, will probably be a top three or four defense this year, unless offense does not produce and defense is on the field the whole game. Who's going to play quarterback with uh, Deshaun Watson going? Starter right now is. Kelly Bryant, not Kelly Johnson. Um, I don't even know if there is a Kelly Johnson. <laughs> He's a baseball player. A baseball player I think yeah. I got him confused. There is a Hunter Johnson, yeah. who is another quarterback. True freshman. That's what happened. True freshman, five-star recruit. Dual quarterback situation, huh? Yeah. Well, I think I like Bryant that. is currently the... I think, Hun, I think Hunter Johnson will probably be the quarterback before the end of the season. I, 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 Everyone that's seen Kelly Bryant has not been... He's very much like JT Barrett and um, so I, already forgot, I already forgot who Alabama's Joe, quarterback Joe is. Bla- Joe Blouserman? And who's Alabama's quarterback? <laughs> Joe Blouserman. Anyway, he's like <laughs> that where hurts. he's like very, yeah, hurts. He's very athletic and he can throw the ball, but he's not very accurate. Um, so we'll see. Um so yeah, what, I was do you, thinking what do you back, think is this? I think we, I think uh, with with us having four offensive linemen back and the offensive line was pretty decent last year, um, I think it might be more of a Malzahn type offense where it's um, a spread smash mouth offense because Bryant can run. Um, so I think that's what we'll, we'll we'll do more of this year. I was thinking back. What do you think to happens? Um, spring game that was they had that open with like tackles quarterback right. Quarterbacks were live in the spring game. That's right. Quarterbacks were live, yeah. As opposed to maybe other spring everyone games where ever where everyone else was uh where everyone on the field was two hand hey. touch. Yeah, that was a yeah. uh, that was something. Um. So, <laughs> what what happens um next year with uh like are these guys is this their only chance to play before uh, T Law comes there next year, Trevor Lawrence? <sighs> well, you know. The way I look at it is, I think um, no one's ever a sure thing. I mean, yeah, I know everyone says, yeah, Trevor Lawrence, best you know passer in the past decade or whatever. No, he's not even the number one recruit. So I, I think you just never know. It's yeah. always a good idea to, to stockpile, especially highly ranked quarterbacks, and 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 just you know let the chips fall where they may. Just know, you know, sure. one or one or more of them will leave after. Yeah, and and honestly, I think that's a yeah. I think that's a a great problem, problem to have. It's fine. Yeah, well, I yeah. think it's a great problem to have. I mean, yeah. if if you have great quarterbacks and you know one of them wins and the other one transfers, all right, that's that's fine. I think that's how it goes. It's cool. It makes it better than not having cycle. any quarterbacks because there's a lot of schools that can't find a single quarterback. So, okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, special teams will probably be okay. Field goal kicker will be fine. Punting is going to be a complete disaster, as is yeah. from what I've. Been I don't hearing. remember. I don't remember Clemson's special teams being great the last few years, but they haven't really needed them as much. Kick so. coverage improved a ton last year, which was a huge problem the year before. As yeah, people saw. Imagine. Yeah, see, people saw in the national championship last would year was say, really good. Would you say their special teams weren't special? They, I would say they were not special. Mm. We need to fit like as many like announcing cliches in every podcast as we can. <laughs> See, you got to score more points than the other team if you want to win. I heard Jesse Palmer say that on a Thursday night broadcast one time, actually. He's, the, turning, uh, he's turning to the next John Madden, is what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Boom. Whoa. Whoa. Wow. That's does all I got. A, yeah, th- th- does, he, does he have a weird sound phrase, catchphrase? 
It's just his hair, uh, just the sound from all the gel, just going... <laughs> or, like, every time he smiles, it just makes, like, that tink sound, because he's got, like, those perfect pearly whites. Surely there's got to be some more. I think I spoke enough. I mean, who, I who, they, what's their um, schedule looking like? Yeah. I mean, they play Auburn first game. Second Kent State. Game. Second game. Hold on. Second game is Auburn. Second game? Kent, first game is Kent State. Man, what? Can't read, can't write Kent State. You know what's really impressive is that, like, you know, um, week one this year in college football is really strong. And then usually, in most years, week two is a, just awful because it's everyone playing cupcakes. But, like, this year, in week two, we have Ohio State, Oklahoma, and Clemson, Auburn. So we get two weeks of awesome football at the beginning of the year. It's great. I just thought that was right. nice. Because normally we don't get that. It's nice. Real nice. I have nothing else about. Clemson. Okay. Uh, they're tough games. Well, I wouldn't say all their tough games are at home. They play at Louisville and at Virginia Tech, but I don't think either of those games are going to be tough. Auburn is at home and Florida State is, is at um, home. That's important. South Carolina is not a tough game, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no. I had to go there. No. Will Muschamp is due. Is due for, for what? For bad news. For a meltdown. Uh, he's due for his uh, losing uh, to an FCS school. He's, he's due for like, <laughs> getting flagged by the refs for going on the field. I was going to say, yeah, that's a new rule this year. I thought it was last year they had that rule. On the field. I don't remember. No, they, I think they it's talked like, about it It's like year. zero tolerance this year, basically. If they go on the field at all, basically they can be penalized immediately. I'm a little worried because Dabo no gets very animated, so that yeah. might be interesting. Interesting, but he always like prefaces by yelling "Dad Gummit," so then they're okay with it. I think that's Bobby Bowden. <laughs> Dad, Dad Gummit. Gum. It's, it's something about the uh, you know Jefferson County, Alabama. It's middle Alabama that they Dad Gummit is a big thing. Dad Gum. Dad Gum. Dad Gum. Hmm. Interesting. So, okay, well, I guess we survived through our ACC preview. We did it. And uh, if anybody's Hooray! still awake. Was, Wake Forest predicted that, to win the conference. So, yeah. once again, congratulations, Indeed. Wake Forest, on your preseason uh, championship. Your check is in the mail. Doing, uh, we, we didn't do conference picks on each week. Are we waiting until... We can do it next week with next actually... Next week or the week after? Do our last conference. Yeah, we can do it after the SEC. Or we well, can do we it can in two it, weeks. In two weeks yeah, before two weeks. the season preview uh, yeah, of the first week preview. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are technically games no one next cares week. about the games oh, next week. Yeah. They're all shit games. You're gonna. You're, I bet you're gonna games. watch it. Uh, I, will I will watch every minute. I will turn on it and then I'll be like, "Oh, these teams turn suck," and then I'll turn it off. Who's playing in Australia this year? Anybody remember? Uh, it felt like two East Coast teams. Was it Hawaii? No, it was. I remember. Who you, I'm trying to remember. I really want. I really want to say Boston College because they no, do that. I don't think it was any ACT team. That was a pack team. Wait, uh, UMass and Hawaii. Where's this at? Yeah, right. In Australia? No, Rice, Stanford, San Jose, and South Florida. Yeah, oh wait, here it is. Stanford and Rice. There we go. Yeah. The echo in here. Stanford yeah, and Rice. Rice and Stanford. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. I imagine cool. Stanford might look like a rugby team. I don't know. Basically, I think they just run out, run out there, and just run into the other team. It's their strategy. Stanford football. Idaho's uh, <laughs> stadium is in Moscow, Idaho. Fun fact. Hmm. Hmm. How did you find that out from browsing the game about Rice and Stanford? I was looking at the schedule for that week, and I saw I was like browsing through the locations. I saw the word Moscow, Moscow. and I was like, "Holy shit, someone playing in Russia!" <laughs> Can you imagine a college football game in Russia? No, I could not. No, because in Russia, college hmm. football play you. Oh, uh, there we go. Nailed it. Check it. Shut this thing down. All right, that'll do it for this week. Wait, there's no email send questions. In questions. There's nothing. Still Nobody super depressing. It's super depressing. I sent an email. It probably was. Did you? It was probably like depression or something. What did I write? We will um, answer non-college football related questions as that. well. 
uh, all four of you that listen. So if you need life advice, uh, financial advice, email uh, advice. Oh yeah, I see it. Advice how to email. We can help you with all those things. Yeah, do you just yeah, do you send us a, an email? We can help us set up Outlook email. for you. If that's the, what the problem is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Outlook. Yes. Okay. Well, send us uh, emails to podcast at the hyphen c o g dot com and podcast at the hyphen c o g dot com, and we'll read it off. Also, review this thing on iTunes. Uh, we will eventually be renaming this thing. <laughs> we now have a website, but it is um, somebody has to actually set everything up on that website. So we're uh, kind of slowly working on that, and we'll get there eventually. Meantime, y'all just hang out, enjoy the podcast. Hopefully, what? leave us a review and send us some emails. One last stupid question: hyphen or dash? Okay. I mean, hyphen. it's the same thing. Well, it's, it's the same thing, isn't it? Right, it's it's not an underscore. Thing. That's the... Uh, yeah, I feel like hyphens, when you're combining two things, a dash is like... But aren't we combining uh, two things? No, I think it's like when you... Well, like, there's no spaces. It's, it's like, so. a, like a prefix, suffix kind of situation, hyphen. But a dash is when it's not like a prefix or something. I like how we're artificially... Like Julia I like how we're artificially lengthening the... the the podcast by talking about this I, dumb stuff. I, hey, tangents. Tangents. <laughs> it's me, baby. Tangents. Uh, Cosine. Tangent. Sign. It's the tangent corner. Can't wait till we get to the we... Bama and Georgia corner next week. Suck, it's going to be great. Tune oh, in man. for that. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. We'll probably do it. Okay. Yeah, we're doing Tune in next week right. for SEC preview. Woo. SEC, SEC, SEC. And, and independence. Oh, we're going to do independence? Sure. Nah. Hey, the big, the oh, wait, what? Doing them, so one of yeah. Okay. Who, are we going to talk about all of them? Yes, all of them. Yes, so have your notes ready. All like three or all four. All three. Shit. Okay. Okay. Well, until next week. See you guys then. Our intro song is called Tech It. The author is Pipe Choir. The song is available at pipechoir.com. And this is using the Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License. Thank you.